Welcome back to Five Songs or Less, everybody. This episode, we are talking about Carly Rae Jepsen. We are eating Carl's Jr. This is our first food-themed episode with Carly Rae Jr. Carl's Carl's Rae Jepsen? Yes, Carl's Car- Rae Jepsen Jr., <laughs> a.k.a. Hardee's. What? Okay, can we start off with this? Sure. I was on a walk today with a colleague of mine. Shout out to somebody who will most certainly listen. And I was talking to them about going to Carly Rae Jepsen Jr.'s for um, for a burger and fries. Uh-huh. And uh, I mentioned that I'd never, I've never been to this place before. <clears throat> uh, I don't know I, how that's possible. I've driven past it, you know. I think one thing about it is that, like, techn- I don't tech- I don't really eat at fast food restaurants very frequently. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a wife who en- enjoys. No, I just have a wife who enjoys cooking, and I also don't eat meat. So, like, most restaurants, most fast food restaurants, aren't really that great for yeah, the non-meat eater. But you know, this Beyond Burger option at Carl's Jr. has been floated in my people talk about it. You know, every once in a while. Yeah. And so I, I was like, yo, Danny, let's do that. That sounds great. And she was like, how have you ever been there? And I was like, yeah, I think the thing is, is that Carl's Jr. doesn't exist where I come from, or it didn't yeah. at least at the time. And she's like, what about Hardee's? And I was like, what the hell is Hardee's and what's the relationship? So my question to you is, what the hell are these places? What, where, what are we eating? We're eating, you and I are eating a Beyond Famous Star. Uh, we're not eating the same burger. That would have been equally as cool. Nate is at his house. I'm at my house. Oh, you mean if you were to take a bite and I took a bite at the yeah, like Lady and the, the Tramp, this shit. Yeah, that would be so gross. I would love it. <laughs> We've both got Beyond Famous Stars. Uh, did you get Chris Cut Fries? Let me see those fries. Per your, per your request. Yeah. Oh per, hell yeah. Per, okay. Cool. That one has a bite out of it, so it's crisscross with a bite. Mm. Uh, did you did you get a bevy to go along? Yeah, that funny story. Like I forgot to fill it. Like I, did, and so I like walked out onto the street. <laughs> It's like oh shit, empty cup. Empty cup. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of form, so I went back in and I chose a Fanta. I wanted a Mountain Dew because Carly Rae is, you know, a a British Columbian, so yeah, um, seemed appropriate. But Danny told me that Coke products were the the choice of of Carl's of Carl's choice. Carl's Jr. really likes Coke, and so I wonder where Carly Rae Jepsen lies on this. Uh, Carly, are you a Coke? Drinker or a Pepsi drinker? Let us um, know in the comments. Coke user, maybe Pepsi, mm. Pepsi consumer. Um, I got the Fanta. Okay, I filled it about a quarter of the way up, though. I don't. I'm not really interested in the drink. The drink was a sidebar, a sure. little fringe, a little benefit. Sure. Um, and Fanta felt international, and since we're celebrating an international <laughs> musician today, yes, we technically are. <laughs> this, uh, she's from there. Is she still? Does she still live there? I have no idea. I think she is very much a Vancouver person. Yeah. But I bet. I Although one thing I want to talk about today is sort of her underdogness. I do think to some degree she makes a lot of money <laughs> and probably oh, and can she, own, afford houses in many places, including. She's, she LA. has a Carl's Jr. in her house. Yes, <laughs> literally. I know. <laughs> I was looking on, on Instagram for cats that Carly, Carly Jr. might own and. Uh-huh. Um, the only cat she owns is Carl's Jr. And it's actually a burger <laughs> joint. It's super weird. Everything is cat themed. Yeah, cat themed Carl's Jr. is the only one <laughs> in the world. Carly Rae Jepsen's Vancouver house. Not her other homes, her Vancouver mm-hmm. house. <laughs> She's got that <clears throat> call me maybe money. So She might be. 
Mystic, she might be the second wealthiest artist to be featured on five songs or less. Hmm. I think Carly Rae might be. Uh, Taylor Swift takes takes the cake on that one. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Taylor Swift also was cited as the celebrity who used their private jet the most and therefore hurt the environment the most out of all the yep. celebrities. Taylor, come on. Come on now, Taylor. Um, Nate, I need, I'm assuming you're past first bite at this point. Not on the burger though, no. Oh, you haven't bit the burger. Let's, let's bite that burger. I want an okay. on the pod mouthful reaction. All right. My reaction is going to be um, basically worth what Carly Jepsen's net worth is. It's a $10 million reaction. She's not that rich. Damn. I know. Maybe she's the third most rich. Underdog. Yeah, because I, I think Miranda Lambert has more money than her. But mm. Anyways, <clears throat> it smells amazing. It smells like a burger. Um, yeah. How do you know that they actually gave you the Beyond patty? Beyond, you can tell. Have you have you not had Beyond or Impossible? No, I've had Impossible, and I also can't always tell. Okay. I had a Beyond sausage, though. Shannon and I ate a Beyond sausage. And I, uh, Beyond burger patties have a very specific taste where you can tell. Okay, here it goes. He's chewing. He's chewing. I'm sure you can hear it. <laughs> the teeth oh, are man. round in third. Holy shit. Are you sure? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. It tastes it tastes quite like a fast food hamburger. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. dope. It tastes exactly like a fast food hamburger. The amount of money I spent to get that mm-hmm. sensation from place you know we got a couple spots here in sac that make kind of fast foody veggie burgers and yeah, it's good although this wasn't it's not as if this was like hella cheap like it no know, this shit's expensive Jr. it was to have it delivered uh because i have kids and stuff everybody in case you didn't know it was yeah. 24 dollars <laughs> to have this delivered you got the soda though right i got the soda i got the crisp cut fries with tip and all that it was 24 dollars I think I paid 15 thereabouts, give or take 20 cents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not cheap, but it tastes good. So did they not, they don't have Hardee's in Washington? No, I think, I feel like Hardee's, Carl's Jr. I'm familiar with. I've lived here long enough now to see it all the time. It's got yeah. that green burrito under it. Like it's an attractive oh, looking yeah. fast food restaurant, you know, um, I just never have gone to it. The fast food, like Shannon and I will eat fast food when we drive to Los Angeles, and usually we'll eat the In-N-Out, because it's along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, here in town, I don't know, like if we go out, I, yeah, I don't know. There's so much good like Mexican food and shit like that you can eat, although occasionally maybe like a late night Del Taco is a pretty diet sure. vibe, but it's sure. pretty uncommon. We don't do late nights anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, yeah, it's something I'm familiar with from around here, but never visited. And when I was a fast food eater in high school... Mm-hmm. It wasn't around. Like I was a, I ate a lot of Wendy's. I ar- I worked at Arby's for many oh, right. years in college. Yeah. yeah. Um. And actually, when I walked in today to Carl's Jr., it really felt a lot like that. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> he started mm. walking behind the counter, and they're like, "Sir." <laughs> Just my brain clicks onto <laughs> that vibe. But yeah, you know, I don't know Wendy's and Arby's and McDonald's and Burger King. I mean, we have a couple of localized ones up there. Burgerville is a like a oh yeah, Burgerville's good. Portland suburb based place. 
but yeah, no, not not Carl's Jr. Unfortunately, maybe there is one now. Like I, I don't know, but maybe, maybe we could Google it. But I, my hands are all burgery right now. I'm only eating half of it. Amanda's eating the other half. Oh, word! It's nice that your listeners, who probably the second it hits the the onlines on Wednesday mornings, mm-hmm. probably click right onto it and they start listening. Right, so Wednesday morning. Yep. They're listening to us and sharing a dinner with us. Yeah, they're which I find great. We're having dinner. They're having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Depending on where they are, I guess if they're in a you know different time zone, they could be having lunch. That's true. We are featuring an international artist today, so maybe an international <laughs> listener mm-hmm. picked up on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that <laughs> that wild Vancouver time zone. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is seven hours ahead of us. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to, which is just an interview podcast, and it's like really long. The premise of it is that the interviewers will stay with the guest until the guest says a word that they agree upon at the beginning of the podcast. So, like, there are some podcasts that are like seven and a half hours long. It's just like people talking, it's just like an interview thing. And um, they always order dinner in mm-hmm. the middle of the podcast and like sit there and eat it and drink wine and shit like that. It is a, it's a sick premise. And um, I know your editing task is going to be real with my chomping, but. Um, it doesn't sound terrible, to be honest. Just enjoying a meal, having a yeah. conversation. Yeah, I'll I'll turn it down if I feel it's too loud. I don't think I'm going to cut it out though. It takes away from the experience here. Yeah. So, um, what is a little bit of cocktail chatter? A little dinner talk? What do you? I, w- I want to know about. about uh, I want to know about this shirt you've got on. It's a Miranda oh, Lambert yeah. shirt. Came in the mail yesterday. Nice. Um, the Velvet Rodeo. Um, event or like residency merch is now available to order online. You didn't want to wait until you got there. I'll pick something up when I'm there, dude. Hell yeah. But, (laughs) but the, the glitter, the glitter variation was currently available. So it's not actual real glitter, but it has like a glitter shine. It's a tour shirt too. Like, you know, all the, all the punks out there in the five songs universal know, like punk bands uh, always put their tour dates on the back of their shirts. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so does Miranda Lambert. Nice. It's pretty tight. Nice. <clears throat> That's coming up pretty soon, huh? In a couple weeks? Mm-hmm. A couple weeks, yeah. Um, we can record live from the show. It seems like a good idea. It seems like a good idea, yes. Her uh, her security guard husband is going to tackle you for uh-huh. trying to bootleg. From shouting a cab loudly into the, <laughs> into <laughs> yeah. the night. Yes. Um, I bought um, a velvet tuxedo this morning. What? I don't know. It's not as expensive as it sounds. It's not cheap, but it wasn't that expensive. It's like a normal, like, fast fashion suit, I guess. You oh, I see. Up. I see. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be great. I just need to figure out if I'm actually going to go for a cowboy hat or not. Dude, you've already committed to the, the velvet suit. You might as well go all the way. Yeah, but I feel like I can get away with a velvet suit in other contexts. <clears throat> <clears throat> exactly. If I, like... If I like started showing up to your house for like your kid's birthday with a cowboy hat on, is it really appropriate? Yeah. Depends on the theme. If it's a cowboy theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if I like just showed up like, oh, there's our friend from Sacramento. Yeah. 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 Howdy. <laughs> I bet Cody would wear one in solidarity. Does he wear a cowboy hat? Cody. I, I don't think so. <clears throat> I know he wears boots, but. But I bet he would. Okay. Well, I got, a, to I got a Carl's Jr. burp. Hold on. Oh, gross. I moved the mic. So, Hardy's and Carl's Jr., <clears throat> why do they have different names? I have no idea. I've, I've never known. Let me look it up. 
Carl Jr. I've got two tabs open, one for Carly Rae Jepsen, one for Carl Jr. Uh, where's your Wikipedia? TripAdvisor. Are you Facebook's serious? TripAdvisor, Carl Jr. Can you imagine a Carl's Jr. road trip where you travel to each Carl's Jr.? <laughs> That'd be pretty, uh, pretty good. Carl Hardy Sr. Carl Jr. Chance had struggled to gain success in Arizona and Texas, perhaps diminishing hopes of the expansion into other states. Though later, uh, through later states like Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Washington mm-hmm. proved successful. When was that? In or before the 1990s, I guess, I suppose. Because the next sentence says, during the 1990s. They tried to do the green burrito thing. It didn't go over super well in a lot of places. In 97, they acquired Hardee's, a restaurant chain with 200 or 2,500 locations in the Midwest, South, and East Coast. I just did a Carl's Jr. search on my hometown address. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And there is one in the town of Napa Vine, which is, I don't know, like a, a little bit of ways um, down the freeway from where we're at. Yeah. And... um. It's brand new looking. The photo is brand new looking, oh. and it's located at a Love's travel stop. Oh, one of those kind mm. of deals. So it's definitely not like part of town. There's yeah. definitely not one in town. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Alrighty, I'm gonna I'm gonna close that tab. Oh, hey, look the um, the Wikipedia entry. The main picture is a Carl's Jr. in Rancho Cordova, California. It is the one that I ordered from tonight. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. That's exciting. Why? I have no idea. Whoever <laughs> um, uploaded that photo to Wikipedia, maybe they're from Rancho Cordova. I'm hovering over to see the editor and it says a Daniel Ensley. <laughs> what? <laughs> They almost you made me. The curls, you, you almost made me spit soda out of my nose. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't realize this is something you were into doing. <laughs> Every city I live in, I go and update their Carl's Jr. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What's up? What else has been going on, man? I will say, like, I don't know. To answer your question, it feels like pretty routine shit like yeah. you know like i'm sure you're feeling some of that too especially when the fall like the fall quote unquote we had just had a horrid heat wave right just mm-hmm. like it feels this time of year is it's not necessarily a period of of incredible like excitement although i am stoked about heading to vegas for that velvet rodeo i'm also going to a work conference at the end of this month in Ooh. kansas city Ooh. so i think that'll be i don't know what to think of that actually i'm trying i'm just trying to get a covid booster in time yeah so we'll we'll see um I got into this summer watching bicycle racing, hmm. uh, about which I'm, I'll, I'm an adult. I don't have to be embarrassed about it. Sure, it's pretty yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty funny thing to watch. I think. I feel like I was trying it's to explain this to golf. someone else. It's like not. It's better. It's more entertaining than golf for sure. But it's because they're on like normal roads, right? You're not looking at like cu- like curated, yeah, fucking yeah. rich people golf courses. They're just like on like rural roads mm-hmm. but i do think like there's that in people have that interest in watching sort of like slow cinema like you watch like a a boat or a train or some shit sure it's far more exciting than that but it is kind of slow moving and you can do other things while it's on and 
just kind of pay attention to it in certain way, certain ways. And then it gets exciting. And then it's kind of just back to like the commentators talking a little bit about stuff. And then they go, they zoom out on an air uh, helicopter and you just see like these beautiful landscapes of Spain or some shit. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Interesting. Not a whole, not a whole lot of it. Is that like a, just like you watch it on YouTube or do you have No, it's on Peacock. There's a couple of, a couple of renowned races are held on Peacock. The one that was most recently going on is called, the La Volta, which I just pronounced with a German accent, but is a Spanish <laughs> is a Spanish word uh-huh. for I think the tour. I, I don't. I actually haven't looked it up. Oh, okay. But it's like the tour of France, but it takes place in Spain. The tour of Spain is what oh. it is in essence. Interesting. Um, and they're wild endurance shit. Like these dudes. Yeah. I mean, they're strong in their legs, and their endurance is unbelievable. But like to some of the shit they do, you watch them and you're just like, holy yeah. fuck, how are you doing that? Yeah. And at that speed, what the fuck? It's wild. Dang. I remember um, this had to have been like 2009 or so. They had like bike race trials in downtown Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lived on 19th and N in, in this like old, old house. And we just kind of like sat on the stoop and they had all the roads blocked off. Like you couldn't go driving on the roads or anything. But yeah, like all day, just these bikes zooming by. They were doing their trials or whatever. <laughs> And they would go so fast and they'd have like a car behind them. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, to like, I don't know, make sure they don't die or something. I wonder about that. Up until COVID, there used to be a tour of California. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it was. I haven't looked too much into it. I just I read it somewhere because a writer that I was looking into had won it. And um, it's probably not as long as Spain or France, which are three full weeks, 21 race days, mm-hmm. um, which is insane if you think about it. Like that's a lot of racing. It is. And um they do do these time trials where you have a set course and you you go as fast as you fucking can and you have the best time you win that day. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that was what you saw, like just this tour of California and then a time trial in downtown Sacramento. It yeah. Seems dope. That might have been it. It was pretty weird. It just seems so random to like, okay, this Saturday or whatever, the streets are blocked off. I think it was like all the way up in and then down 19th and then I don't know where it went after that, but... Yeah, that's apparently how they do it, though. Like, one-day Grand Prix, they mm-hmm, call them. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of those, but, like, apparently, yeah, they just, you do it. It's, I don't know, it's fun to watch. It's, like, there's weird strategy. Like, they, a team comes to a race, be it a long tour or a single-day race, with generally with one goal in mind, and that could be, in the tour, for example, there are a couple of different ways to gain prizes, but you could be the person who has the overall best time and the team does all of it, all it can to support that person to get that goal. So that could mean like if you and I are on a team and you're the person going for the overall best time, I'll do things like um, draft you up mountains and and then just towards the end, I'll get out of the way and you'll have quote fresh legs to get up the rest of the mountain really quickly or I'll slow down and go back to the car and get water and then bring it back up to give to you so that you can maintain a steady pace and keep your legs a little bit fresher. Wow. Uh, there are all people, all these people are doing this for these, for these people. It's, it's, it's interesting. The strategy is interesting. And I, and I also like it because like, I don't know, like if I'm, I guess I'm going to be into a sport. This is a pretty stupid one to be into, but, <clears throat> um, the, uh, just like watching it, like it make it like at first when I first watched it, I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on right now. And like, yeah. Why are they so excited? Like, what the hell? Like yeah. that person's way out in front. They're obviously going to win. But it's like 150 kilometers later and that person is basically dead on the side <laughs> of the road or something <laughs> like that. Like, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I guess. But Interesting. I don't know. Man, yeah. that uh, is pretty cool. Maybe I'll <sighs> maybe I'll check it out one of these days. 
you can um, come over for someday in the future when it's when it's when that's the thing we would do, and we'll do a one day, five and a half hour long race, okay. um, and just sit in the in the in the fucking porch with the TV on the iPad or something, and just chill and talk to people as they walk by. That's basically all yeah. you would do. And then every we'll, once in a while, I'll be like, oh, what's going on on the screen there? We'll watch until I say whatever word that you've predetermined is the the end of the race. Mm-hmm. One of those podcasts, the dude said the word in 12 minutes and it just ends. Like the podcast just stops. <laughs> I don't even say goodbye. It just is over. That's hilarious. There's like a an ending sound. It goes banger or something like that. And then it's just done. Do, does the person they're interviewing like know that okay this is done now or they yeah, keep they talking know for they a know. little bit well that i don't know like i would imagine like because you're you do edits right yeah. so like i would imagine like they're talking and talking and then my word let's say my word is is the ataris <laughs> and i'm coming along and i forget like we're in the interview 17 minutes later and i'm just like oh yeah that's right i saw the ataris once and then you would be, you would probably be like, yo, that's your word. Sorry, we're done. And then they would probably finish up like just being like niceties. And yeah, shit like yeah, that. yeah. Like, uh, that's pretty funny that it was so short. And then, but what I would hear as the listener, what you would hear as the listener is just a cutoff. Yeah. A sound effect and then it's gone. Oh, I saw the Atari's. Ba-doom, ba-doom. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time though, it's like after many, many hours and the guest is like, okay. And with that, they say their word and then they're done. So. It's, it's expected. What is what yeah. is this podcast called? You didn't say the name. It's a German podcast. It's called Was Jetzt, which means like, or no, excuse me, Alles Gesagt. Everything that's, have you said it all, I guess is how it would be called. Oh, uh, okay. So it's in, so, uh, so me, a non-German speaking person would not be able to listen to this podcast? It might be less fun to, to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Less interesting. For me, it depends. Like, it depends on who they're interviewing. Like, sometimes they interview politicians and I'm less inclined to listen to that because yeah. you know what politicians are like. It's just to me, it's it's less different. Yeah. And the more recent ones they had, actually, the guy who runs NASA Science, oh, the wow. chief administrator for NASA Science, is a Swiss German-speaking Swiss man. Uh-huh. Um, but he's been in the states for so long, he has an American accent when he speaks German. Weird. It's very funny. Yeah. That guy I listened to. Uh, he calls himself Doctor. He's called Doctor Z, but I can't remember what his full name is. Wow. Anyways, he he's a NASA guy and. They had some other interesting, like his uh, cultural figures that are, yeah, a young a young woman who leads the Fridays for Future movement in Germany was on there for a while. She spoke for like eight and a half hours or something. Oh wow! I did not listen to the whole damn thing, but jeez Louise. What about you? What's going on? <sighs> Fucking nothing, nothing. I'm very excited. I've got some like a couple real minor home automation things happening in the house now. Things that you're working on. Uh, no, they're, they're set up. So mm-hmm. I have two smart light switches, oh, yeah. one for the back port, one for the back patio and one for the front porch. Um, so now they turn off and on when I tell them to, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So like the front porch, for example, will turn on at sunset and then turn off at sunrise, which is, I don't know. It's cool. Like, I'm not super into the automation thing. Like, I don't want one of those, like, you know, assistant kind of devices, like the Alexa or whatever. I mean, I have one built into my phone, but I'm not going to, like, buy one of those things. I'm just not into that kind of stuff to that degree. Or, like, um, my coworker, I'll call him uh, one uh, from time to time, and he'll be like, Alexa, pause music. And I'm, that, I'm not into that kind of thing. 
Well, yeah, because Alexis hasn't figured out, or Alexa or whatever. Oops, I guess we have one of those things. They haven't figured out how to turn off the turntable yet, have they? No, see. And you only listen to music on vinyl. Uh, yeah, so. I only ever listen to music on those records yeah. that are out there. All dusty. It's funny when you give Danny a playlist of Carly Rae Jepsen songs. He's like, fuck, man, these vinyls are expensive. <laughs> I go like, buy every LP. <laughs> really screwed me on this one. All right, continue. That would be so fucking annoying. Um, and we've had for a year, we had a, um, a, a Google Nest thermostat. So like mm-hmm. a smart thermostat or whatever. So we finally set that up over the weekend actually two weekends ago, I guess now. And that's very cool. I just like being able to like be sitting on the couch and be like, it's too hot in here. And I can adjust it from my, from my phone, from your mouth. Uh, I can't adjust it from my mouth because there's, you can't say it to it. There's no, there's no built in thingy. I purposely got the one that didn't have that. I could use my, well, (laughs) doesn't activate. There's no tongue activation on the phone. It's probably unhealthy. <laughs> I just licked my phone twice and it did not do anything for me. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking sick tomorrow. Mm. And this is this is how Danny got COVID. Speaking of being sick, both the kids have been sick recently, which which is yeah. a bummer. No COVID, thankfully. And we only did one test, but on sa- Sunday, on Sunday, this recent Sunday, I found out that the speaking of of fake meat the uh, Panda Express now has Beyond Orange Chicken. So it's like little oh, little chicken nuggets, you know, fake chicken nuggets, and they've got the fucking delicious orange sauce all over it. How do we get to that theme? Um, we could talk about the band Panda Bear. Okay, there we go. Good. Got sold. Continue on. Okay. So they've got they've got that now. And so we went on Saturday and it was so fucking good. We uh, or no, I'm sorry. We went on Sunday. I ordered it again on Monday, just like the quote unquote real thing. And we got the rice. Uh, they didn't have, they also do like an eggplant and tofu dish. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. So we just got veggies as the second entree. And it was the veggies. Veggies were actually really good. And then that night we were trying to figure out what we wanted for dinner and I didn't feel like making anything. Amanda didn't feel like making anything. So I'm looking at DoorDash. And I was like, you know what? Nothing sounds good. But Wiener Schnitzel has veggie dogs now. Oh, shit. So we ordered veggie dogs from Wiener Schnitzel. They were pretty good. However, uh, I felt like I wanted to throw up for like the next two days. Like maybe. Did you get food poisoning? What? I, I guess. I guess Amanda and I, I got two hot dogs. Amanda got one. Uh, I got the Chicago dog and I got a barbecue one. So I had a barbecue sauce uh, with onions and a pickle and I added cheese. And I think it was, it was that one, something to do with that one that made me sick. But like I had, I was just taking a bunch of Tums. I never threw, I wish I would have just thrown up cause I probably would have felt better, mm-hmm. but I just felt queasy and like even still like after I ate lunch today, like I just felt kind of like in my stomach, but then I was fine. Fucked me up. Wiener schnitzel. Yeah, so Holy shit. Did you tweet at them to try and get a coupon or something? I should. 
My Twitter presence is is fucking horrible though. They probably ignore me like everyone else does. No, that well, I I don't I don't I don't tend to ignore you. I look at your tweet and then I say <laughs> good tweet and then I continue scrolling. <laughs> I tweeted at you the other day and you I have not received a notification of a heart like retweet. Oh, did I not favorite or it? anything? Yours took a couple days, so I'll take a couple days too. Yep. Repay that favor. <laughs> Well, it's paused now. He's going to go look at it right now. <laughs> Wait, you can tell that? Yeah. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Do I have a notification? I don't know. No, those are messages. I'm so bad at this <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> All right. There we go. I'm going to retweet that too. Yeah. Thank you. Liked by Nate. I can't imagine there would be any other options. That's what I said. Isn't that a good tweet? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, maybe velvet, but like definitely the glitter option. It, there was another one that wasn't glitter, but like once I got it, like I was like, okay, I get it. Like it's kind of got like a slightly like glitter font, but it's not itself shimmery or anything like that. Yeah, so. yeah. Nate, it's been thirty-four minutes. Do you want to start talking about Carly Rae Junior Jepsen? Carly Rae Jr. Jepsen. Yeah, let's do it. I want to forewarn you, uh-huh. looking right now, okay. that it would appear my phone's battery is going quicker than it should. I'm going to switch my headphones okay. and get this thing plugged in okay. real quick. One hour later. Let us commence the discussion. So <laughs> I've got some questions right off the bat. Uh huh. This Carly Rae Jepsen is uh, mostly known for the song Call Me Maybe. Yeah, almost entirely, I would say. Yeah, which which I... And from a public, like a popularity standpoint. Yeah, which I've heard. It's been stuck in my head many times. I was surprised, Nate, that she was born in 1985. What, that she's more, like she's our age-ish? She's closer in, to... Of our generation? Yeah, she's of our generation, closer to our age I was born in 81, you're 82? Two. Okay. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a young boy in comparison <laughs> to you. Yes, so. yes. I was very surprised. You thought she would be a, like a, who are some of the contemporary I was, pop stars? I was thinking of um, the woman who wrote the that Friday song. The Cure. <laughs> Friday, I'm in love. That a woman, Robert Smith... Um, yeah, Google Uh, Friday song. Last name is Black. Uh, Uh, Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. I believe she is pretty young. When she that song came out, she was also pretty young (laughs) or younger. I I think that that is not surprising. I'm not surprised by that. I will point out that Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift is also an '80s child. She's younger than us. Mm-hmm. But she's 89. yeah. So Rebecca Black, 80, Rebecca Black is 1997. 89 is more <laughs> excusable. And yeah, th- I th- not, so not, not, I don't want to say excusable. 89 is less surprising. If Carly Rae Jepsen's only song, or if all of her songs were "Call Me Maybe" and copping towards that, or if she mm-hmm. were perhaps a pop star with a more um, crafted style, I would imagine like one, somebody who's a little bit more label oriented or like mm-hmm. the, the, I would, 
I could see it being surprising that she's older. I think the thing about it is, and I didn't include that song on this playlist first because you didn't, you said you'd heard it before, yeah. but it's also not, I put one song on here that is not a great representation, I think of her music mm-hmm. because it's a single in a way, although it's a great song in mm-hmm. my opinion. But I do think that what's surprising about it, what shouldn't be surprising about it is that she has a vast catalog of pretty interesting music that doesn't categorize itself as easily as your standard sort of like pop one hit wonder Mm -hmm. who maybe had, who also, by the way, she comes from in um, one of her first Canadian, like Canadians first saw her in the mid two thousands on Canadian idol. Yeah. So she has that relationship too, which like is another thing like, if you think about like kind of one hit wonder pop sensations, um, which she's not, she's not a one hit wonder. She has other singles that have gained some popularity, but nothing like call me. Maybe mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. is enormous. You would expect her to potentially be a, of a contemporary pop genre potentially, I guess, but I'm trying to explain it, but I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Also, like I wanted to talk about Carly Rae in a way that she feels like a person who is one of us. You know, when you talk about like hardcore scenes or like emo scenes and you talk about people who are not a part of those scenes and you will often call them civilians or something like that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, or people outside the scene. Like, um, I have no real good evidence for this, but Carly Rae Jepsen feels to me, she was like a barista in Vancouver who like, uh, uh, has presented in for many years as sort of um, a punk emo adjacent character mm-hmm. um, and a person who I, who really seems like she grew up in a similar uh, cultural with a similar culture horizon to what you and I may have experienced. Although she did it in, you know, in a different country, she's an international star. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But I do like, so for me, her age, like when I watch her videos, when I think about her, when I hear about like, I'm also, an, I'm a Northwestern Pacific Northwesterner. Right. So like there are people, she's a couple of degrees of separation in essence from, from me and that, folks I know know folks who know her or folks I know know folks know folks who know folks who know her right Mm -hmm. so like she feels like she feels like part of our crew in in that way and I say that lovingly just like so an embrace so what you're trying to say is the line growing 10 feet tall in the song emotion is a nod to always 10 feet tall by saves the day yeah I have that in my notes I even have the time stamp for that Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do I do think it's a stretch the, the lyric in the song is a stretch. The title, um, because, of, because of the way that Chris sings that in that song, it doesn't really relate. Yeah. But the title relates pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, you've hit some sort of nail on the head there. I do think that that is a band that she's familiar with and likes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And an album, right? Like So, like, she's not talking about uh, the album, the name I can't even remember, Stay, Stay, Stay What You, you Are. are or, yeah. Yeah, like she's not talking about that album, right? Mm-hmm. She's, talking she's talking about, about the first can't album. Can't Slow Down. Yeah. Right. Yep. She's down. Um, it's in, I'll have another, I have another segment in here too, but there are certain cultural like affinities that relate to, to Carly Rae in certain ways that like tug on this sort of like wink and a nod authenticity that they feel within her. Like uh-huh. you're like, yeah, she's doing Call Me Maybe, but I think she's cool <laughs> or I think she gets me. Yeah, and yeah. like, it's this sort of strange like touch point for certain 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 groups of fans that she has okay, i think okay yeah you mentioned that she has a vast uh catalog i guess but you nearly gave me songs off of one album well then the b-side i consider that to be yeah two of yeah two, it's but technically a different album but so it so what you're trying to say 
be okay with this dumb joke. What you're trying to say is you're not a dedicated fan. <laughs> I like that album. I think um, I took a, I I sent you a text message. I should read it. It's sort of a joke, but um, I think that oh shoot, how often do we text more than more than your fans might think? <laughs> You could take a, a list of hers in different kinds of directions, right? You can have like the sexy song that your listeners will melt to, mm-hmm. or you could have the sad song that everyone's just like, fuck, oh shit. Yeah. Or you could have the one that's just a pure dance disco pulse beat mm-hmm. song that everyone is up and just shaking the whole time. Like that cat gif you sent me. Um, or <laughs> yes. one, one that's like so emo that you think, and I say right here that she's a Van City hardcore kid, uh-huh. um, which I think she arguably is. I think that... The album Kiss and the album Dedicated before and the ones that surround emotion are very different than emotion itself. Mm-hmm. And there are very good things off of them. I think many of the people I know, their favorite songs actually come from Kiss. But I don't think you would like them. I think mm-hmm. you would have a different kind of conversation. And so I think that maybe I edited myself a little bit uh-huh. in the way that I chose some songs. I wanted some songs that I thought you would be interested in. Okay. Kiss is such a dance album. And you'll notice this because we have one song from that mm-hmm. album. Um and it is a fucking club banger. Club banger. It is uh it is tied for the least amount of notes. Uh although the last note on that song I kind of tacked on at the end. So technically it has the least amount of notes. And yeah, it was the it was definitely the song I was least into on here. I 100% expected that. And I think the single from that album is Call Me Maybe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was the only single she was really seen in a way as a one hit mm-hmm. wonder at that point, but emotion, um, comes out and it's, you will read about this like in various corners of the internet too. And like people, like there are hardcore fans of this album, yeah. people who think that it's the best pop album of the 2010s mm-hmm. and such, but it's not, it didn't get that commercial appeal that you would find with Taylor Swift's 89 sure. Taylor Swift kind of kicked her ass actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, it's an incredibly good album and, the B side of which we have two songs here is really the thing that I like the most, mm-hmm. particularly the B side of emotion. And so I put two songs on there for that. I could have skipped the song, the last song we'll talk about mm-hmm. and put something off of dedicated or the dedicated B side. I absolutely love dedicated, mm-hmm. but I think that the emotion album and the B side are, are stronger than dedicated. She didn't follow it up with a stronger album. Okay. She followed it up with a good album, yeah. but not a stronger album. Um, it's, there are some interesting tracks. She has some, I mean, there was one song on there that was, that I wanted to put on here, which is about masturbation, which I would love to talk Mm. about, but Mm. it just felt a little bit like, yeah, maybe, maybe we don't need to spend our night doing that, but it's wonderful. Um, so there are other options. (laughs) So so what you're saying is you've never listened when Dante was on. I've listened when Dante's on, but do you, do you talk about female (laughs) masturbation? Oh, we don't talk about, no, we talk about male masturbation. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, it's both fine. I just, uh, yes, I, yes, yes. I, I cut the song for, for that reason in my mind. She has another album coming out um, on the 21st. Yes. The Loneliest October. Time. Go I was going to ask, I was going to ask you about that. It says, are you ready for the loneliest time? <clears throat> Every song that she's released so far is an entire, is a dud in my oh, opinion. Oh no. Yeah. I just am not liking it. I'm going to see her on the 26th or the 27th. And you're just going to heckle her the whole time. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Her album will be out at that point. What I think find funny about her album releases it's been scheduled for a long time mm-hmm. uh, the 21st has been the target date for jepson's new album it's been great exciting 
and then Taylor Swift comes along and <laughs> puts an album, decides to Dude. drop an album on the same day. Dude. And there is like funny online beef that exists around this, but like everybody knows that Taylor Swift left her in the dust. Yeah. You know, like fucking ten years ago. So when it's just not. when that album comes out, can we do an episode on it, the Taylor Swift album? Yeah, I would love to do that. It might be a couple weeks after it. I think I'm gonna go to LA that that night to, to uh, Yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be day of or anything. I mean, as it's released, I will, dude, when she put out, um, folklore, folklore, um, I remember like listening to that just like, it was, it was like a, I can't remember what time of the time of the year it was, but I was just like out in our backyard on, we have these nice picnic tables just mm-hmm. hanging there, mm-hmm. having a drink and like, um, listening to that and like texting, texting, Ama- I think Amanda was part of it. I was just like texting people. I was like, holy fucking shit. This is so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't think that Midnight's is going to provide that kind of, uh, payoff, but did you, <laughs> Did you see, um, I think it was washed up emo made it, uh, made the album mm-hmm. cover even more emo. Yeah. They turned it into nothing feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. <laughs> I sent that to a friend of mine who loves her a lot. And uh-huh. he was like, wait, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> he didn't, he didn't get it, but I'm very excited for that album. I pre-ordered it. Yeah. Did a, we will see if it's any good. I mean, it can't be bad. She's never been bad. So yeah, yeah, it can't be bad. Yeah, okay, it can be bad actually. But she seems to be in like a golden period right now. Like the totally. her output is creative and interesting. And I mean, even when she records her songs, you know, mm-hmm. exactly the same. When you hear them, they're amazing. So. Yes, yeah. So so far, loneliest time is a bit of a dud. I will have to see how I feel about those songs. I'll probably listen to when the album comes out. Um, what else was I going to ask? Oh, what's up with the B-side thing? Is it just like she has a whole bunch of songs, she figures out what's going to be on the album, and then she's got the extras, so she just puts them out? I've looked at this, too. I don't know if dedicated B-side would have happened if um, Emotion B-side had not been such a hit. Like it, oh, it's, okay. Uh, I, I suspect that she did a lot of recording for Emotion. She had some songs that were still, that were, I mean, you listen to those two songs. They're, they're well-produced. They're incredibly good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and she, there are even, there are other songs in there too. Like Shannon and I had one of the songs on there, uh, as a wedding, like we were, it was part of our playlist at our wedding. Like oh. it's danceable. It's great. I think, um, I think the success of that and it's a massively accept, successful, weird little like, mm-hmm. B side. It's random. Mm-hmm. Um, probably prompted her to do dedicated B side, which is also really great. It's actually something I look forward to with her in a way. Like when dedicated came out, I was like, can't wait for the B side. And then it <laughs> came out. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's why I think she did like a Taylor Swift kind of thing where she's wrote a shit ton. Yeah. Put an album out and then these were the ones that were left. And so she put that out too. And Interesting. the reception was great. She made a bunch of money. So hmm. I like it. I like that. I think that's kind of cool. Cause like, like Lizzo, for example, said that she wrote like a hundred something songs for her new album. And there's like, you know, 12 on the record or whatever. And I'm like, what, what about the other 87 or 87? Whatever I I can't do math. What about the other eighty something songs? Like, where's your B sides yeah. album? That'd be cool. But also maybe she's saving them for for her next record or something like that. It could be. Wasn't that Jimmy World hit? Um, what's that song that made them huge that Taylor Swift loved? Oh, from um, Bleed American. Uh, it takes some time. The middle. Right. Hadn't that, hadn't that song been around for a while and they were, just kept not putting it on? They didn't put it on clarity. It didn't really work for it or something yeah. like that. And then they just saved it. Maybe. I also think that I would ask Lizzo or any musician, even Taylor Swift for mm-hmm. that matter, or Carly Rae, like when you say you wrote 30 songs for a 12 song album, like mm-hmm. what state of completeness are sure, they in? Sure, sure, sure. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm sure you know you wrote lyrics maybe for a hundred hundred songs, but how many of them actually had music? How many actually had a beat and right. all that kind of stuff? Yeah, totally. And the B sides come out a ways after the album, so I get the feeling that Emotion B side was greenlit by the label because Emotion was a really successful album. Mm-hmm. Like it was on top ten lists. Like it was a really popular album, not as popular as I think it came out the same year as '89 actually did, um, or around that time. Mm-hmm. And they probably were just like, yeah, we did a gr- we did great with that. You have these songs, go record them. I don't think that she had them all f- completed, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. They were just fully, f- they were flushed out songs that just needed to be recorded, I would imagine. Although I stupidly don't know, and I'm sure that answer is very much on the Wikipedia website for B-sides. <laughs> I just didn't look at it. <laughs> I sent you a TikTok today. Did you watch that TikTok? I saw no TikTok from you. Did I see a TikTok? It was like during the day. I figured you were working or whatever. Um, I also don't know if you're a, a TikTok guy. Oh, that's what this is. Yeah, sorry. I did see that and then did not click through. My day went on. So this Tell is, me about this. This is a guy, Justin Hicks. Editing Danny here. Uh, why the fuck did I say Justin Hicks? It's Patrick Hicks. Sorry. He does uh, these. He does a whole bunch of music TikToks. They're very, very interesting. He He always presents them like... This is a story of overcoming the odds or something like that. Like it always starts out with something like that. His his like main videos. And he tells a story and he doesn't like mention who it is until the end. And mm-hmm. then you figure out who it is. Sometimes you'll figure it out in the middle because he starts like saying other people's names in the band. Like he did a he does one on Tom Morello from Rage Against Machine. That was really interesting. But he's pretty cool. He's very knowledgeable about music and stuff. And he's doing right now a uh, his favorite album from every year he's been alive. Um, oh, shit. and so he's born in 82, I think. And so he's been going through his picks have been interesting. Cause like he's, uh, we're, you know, around the same age. I think we graduated, we both graduated in 2000, he and I, so like we were, you know, around the same types of music and stuff like that, but his picks are very, uh, different, like not things that I would pick, which is cool. Cause I like learning about other things that I don't know about. But anyway, his 2015 favorite came out today. And it is Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. I mean, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. The, I even think to some degree, like, what did he, what did he say? What, how, did, how did he get you? He, so he was talking about how uh, the things she did, apparently, I haven't looked this up. I, I tend to trust him and checking his sources and stuff like that. But apparently what she did was she was kind of afraid of, you know, didn't not wanting to be a one hit wonder with call me maybe. And the kind of fear of following up an album with a song like that, you know, you've got that sophomore slump kind of thing. And so what she did, uh, according to him was she went to her label and said, I need you guys to leave me alone. I will, Mm -hmm. I will write music. uh, And when I'm done, I will present the record to you. Uh, And they said, okay, cool. You do your thing. And uh, apparently what she did was she started, you know, listening to music for inspiration and she uh, would find like, oh, I really like this song. One of the examples he chose was she really likes this one Solange song. And so she went looked at the credits. Okay, this person produced it. I'm going to contact this person and work with them. Get them to help. Yeah. And so she did this uh, all on her own and, and uh, you know, figured it out, worked, worked on this record. And then came out with this album that he described as just, oh, I can't, I can't, I don't want to quote him exactly. Look him up, Patrick Hicks, his 2015 pick. Today is September 14th, if you want to 
look back. But it was very cool. I stopped it before because he always puts a song at the end. It, uh, it was a song you didn't give me, so I stopped it. I didn't cheat. Okay? I'm not a bad boy. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what he picks. There are some dope songs on there. I know that I threw... Um the we'll do I um, I really like you is the song that I put on there because I wanted a single and I want you to watch the video and I want to get your feedback on one of the dumbest videos of all time. <laughs> I've got some feedback. I watched it earlier today. But Did we, you watch we, it? We can watch it. Again. Oh dang, it's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, um, it's some, funny and it's a great. Commentary. I mean, it's a pretty. It's a great song. I really love it. But I do think um, I do think there are some stronger songs on the album for sure that could even have stood in place for it. But okay. regardless, yeah, I'd be curious to see what he. What he throws out there. So, like I said, the Han's been, uh, they're both the kids have been sick uh, recently. And that's kind of a bummer. Uh, not COVID or anything. I think it was only Han. Han was the only one who actually uh, had a fever. Don't tell me this is how it ends. I both feel that I'll cut from you. My breath was lost when you said friends. Well, that could work, but I'm still hot for you. So I stole He had COVID for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, emotion um, side B, 2016. The song where she caught COVID from a boy and mm-hmm. decided to run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Danny, what did you think? This song is emo as fuck. Yeah. There's no reason that this isn't like a Juliana theory 100%, song yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't, I don't know much about yellow card, but I feel like this could easily be a yellow card song or one both of both groups that she probably is familiar with. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Like just the, some of the lines like talking about a bike mm-hmm. uh, and talking about, I was so damn scared because your car wasn't there. Like, I feel like I wrote that lyric in 2001 or something like that, you know, listening to Dashboard Confessional. And I think a lot of these reasons, because Amanda, I was listening to this playlist with Amanda and she was like, I don't know. I don't know if if I really like this. Uh, All the kind all the songs kind of blend together and stuff. We had it on kind of quiet in the car and I was like, it's it's okay. And then I sat down with it and I was paying attention uh, on my own and it clicked. I was like, oh, I know why Nate likes this. This this, this is just Juliana theory. This is just Get Up Kids <laughs> or Promise Ring or any of those bands. And so it makes total sense. But it's also really fucking good. I think this is my favorite song. I like this song a lot. I like the bike imagery. That's another thing. Like between like the bike imagery in this one and then like the next mm-hmm. song being I really like you and the chorus is I really, 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 really like you. Yeah. It just feels so like written by a 20 year old, but I yeah. feel like she was in her thirties, maybe 2016, probably writes it in 2014. So that's eight years ago. So she's in, in her late twenties, I yeah. guess when she writes it, it's just, I think something about it just feels like late teens, early twenties, but I also really don't care. Like that's cool. I was just so surprised when I was like, wait, I had to like double Double take it. I was like, wait, 85? Really? Interesting. Okay. I would say like the opposite argument could though be made. Like I feel like the references that she's making in this, like for me also the bike imagery is incredible. I love the idea, the metaphor of the, of the, of the fever and having caught it. Yeah. Yeah. Her being friend zoned is really funny to me. Like it's a (laughs) thing that 
that uh, it's that's very frustrating in many of the pop punk songs of our childhood sure. and that especially that thing where it's like I drove by your house and you weren't there like mm-hmm. I remember but the first time I was rejected I live in a small town so mm-hmm. it's not as creepy as maybe what it could have been but like you know like just riding around town and I would glance over my, to my right at the at the girl's house and notice a, a car of another man of another boy yeah, that I know yes. or like the fact that she's not there and I'll be like I know she's out with that or some <laughs> shit like that you know like it totally it totally hits me but you're right it's very high school or early college yeah. vibes but it's to some degree something that is familiar in the songs that she probably grew up liking because she is that age yeah, too. Yeah. I was going to point out, oh yeah, this, uh, there's, um, an article that I will send to you now, but I didn't send to you in advance, but, um, because it had that, that video, but, um, it's a Canadian broadcast, um, mm-hmm. CBC uh, article, CBC, yeah, the queer cult of Carly Rae Jepsen, mm-hmm. um, why we really, 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 really like you. <laughs> and it's just a, a number of like gay, uh, men who are writing like pieces about their love of Carly Rae. And it's oh, like cool. this thing, like Carly Rae Jepsen is like, she has a couple of groups of people that I think really like her are big fans of hers. And this, one of these writers named Juan Barraquin says that her concerts or her, as he says, at least the ones that he's been to are filled with two very distinct audiences. There's preteen girls who want to shout along to, I really like you. Mm-hmm. And there are queer people, mostly gay men in their twenties and thirties who can quote every letter of every song the woman has ever released. <laughs> It says that uh, as for many people, she'll never ascend past being known for the call me maybe girl. But for queer folks, he writes, kiss and emotion serve as the old and new testament of pop music. <laughs> and I think like I've heard that that's always been a thing that's flo- floated by. But I, what I think is missing from this is like that she also really like hardcore kids. Many of them, I think if you're if you if you watch a person who's probably a straight guy who listens to Carly Rae Jepsen, they're emo hardcore kids. Yes. Like, I yes. think that's really, I know really it. Multiple people that. Uh, like her a lot that are mm-hmm. really into Blink-182 as well. <laughs> right, because I, th- and I think Fever is a really good example of it. It's my favorite Carly Rae song, not because, like, I really like the dance songs because I love to dance, but, like, the imagery that she creates in this song, um, the bleeps and the bloops of the computer or the synthesizer mm-hmm. or whatever the hell she's mm-hmm. using, like, feel like rain. It feels nighttimey. It just feels like a Pacific Northwest or I guess Pacific Southwest. If you're a Canadian <laughs> sort of vibe, it just feels cold and dark and like, it's a fucking dope song. Yeah. And it just really relates to the things that I think I, I really loved in the music that I grew up listening to for sure. Despite this coming out when I was, um, what, like 30, I was 36, 35 or something, mm-hmm. I guess when this came mm-hmm. out, 34, 35. Yeah. But, I feel like, this album also uh emotion just kind of in general i feel like it had a big impact on pop music i don't i don't know a ton about uh pop music of the time i have like a few pop artists that i like a lot and i'm very familiar with uh like modern pop artists but there's a couple times in here i'm more like oh i feel like taylor swift did something like this later oh i feel like mm-hmm. paramore did something like this on their last album and that kind of stuff comes up a couple times. So I wonder if like, you know, she's not quite as big as Paramore, or, uh, uh, Taylor Swift or, you know, other larger than life pop artists, uh, but she might be really influential on them, um, which I think is really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like thinking about that. It could be. I'd, I'd be curious. I think Paramore more than Taylor I think I always want to pretend that Taylor Swift is always thinking about how she can better Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> but Taylor Swift, I'm sure that they know each other or have engaged at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in their trajectory. But Taylor Swift has, as I said, just like dropped her, just left yeah. her way, way yeah. in the dust yeah. as it relates to success. And also, I mean, Taylor's albums, um, although in contrast to what's being stated here about the old and new Testament of pop music are, are for me a lot better. Like I'm a bigger Taylor fan than I'm a Carly Rae fan. Sure. But, sure. Um, that's, that's that. Yeah. Well, I do have some, a few timestamps on this one. Uh, our listening audience already heard this one, but I'm going to play it again because I really like the line. Oh, I think I typed it down wrong. I think autocorrect got me. Yep, it did. Okay. Uh, my breath was lost when you said friends. Mm-hmm. Friend zone. My breath was lost when you said friends. Well, that could work, but I'm still hot for you. I love that she uses the phrase hot for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it so funny. And the way it comes out where it's like hot for you, like it's very like short. I don't know. I, I fucking love it. She has to, though, right? Because she caught a fever. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> she, she, Double entendre. Yeah, yeah, she's working it. She's obviously a poet because then the next line is, so I stole your bike and I rode it all night. Oh, God. I love it, though. <laughs> so I can tell you. I love it so Yeah, much. but what... Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull my timestamps here. I have two of them. I had 38 seconds because the pulsing kind of moment goes. She, we get out of the rain and we get into like an emotional okay. drive moment. I'm going to play 20. I might just play through yours. We'll see. That's we'll great. We'll see how it goes. We're starting with the I stole your bike. So I stole your bike. And I rode all night. But I'm so damn scared. You don't even care. Okay, I'm gonna pause for a second. I love that pre chorus. That pre chorus is so fucking good. This like where she's like, I'm so damn scared that yeah. you don't even care. Yeah, that whole like, so I stole your bike and then she brings it back with I rode your bike. Uh, I love I, it's a great pre-chorus. I like mm-hmm. that it's different each time because off of pre-choruses aren't they're similar to a chorus. The, same. Yeah. the only thing that almost bumps me out, I guess, I wish the hit into the chorus would it. I wish it just hit a little harder. Can you play it back real sure. quick? It is a little bit of an abrupt start, no. I don't know something about it like it's got it's got a you know the digital snare and it's very like like that kind of sound I wish it was maybe like an actual snare or something that just snapped a little more yeah it feels like it yeah I get you it's interesting though like when I thought of that I wouldn't I would have I wouldn't have said it that way I guess like I have this as a as a point of interest for me because the chorus picks up and that pulsating beat comes Mm -hmm. and it's actually like it's odd because you can dance to this or at least like, you know, bop about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was remembering I was at a wedding in Spokane recently and the bride was like, yeah, put a Carly song on there. She's kind of hard to get. Cause she has slow build in sometimes. It's not always like a straight yeah, dance. It. Yeah. And like, um, she and I know knew the song really well. The DJ put it on and it has also kind of those, like th- those false starts or that funny thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, it's like a, it's a moment where like you hear it coming, you're singing with your friends and that's your downbeat. You <laughs> jump down, you hit the ground on that flop, and then come up okay. after that. Okay. And, uh, not that it's purposeful, but like for whatever reason, the mistake there or the bad edit plays into the way you react to the song, mm. uh, I would guess. Okay, but. okay. okay. Anyway, it's not like, obviously not like make or break for me or anything. I still really like the song. 
just when I was like sitting here overthinking it today, I was like, sure. kind of wish that hit a little harder. Okay, I'm going to play the chorus and we'll go through your timestamp. 30, 38, you said, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you may have just hit it, but. Oh, I totally did. Yeah, she does this thing also later in the song Emotion where she has like some sass that she incorporates into the way she sings. Yes. And this like idea of like, you want to break my heart? All right. Um, like where it's like that, it's very conversational in a way. And I who, really dig on that shit. Who does that kind of sass better, her or Taylor? I mean, Taylor does everything better, I think, to some degree. I like Carly's sass more. I think she pulls it off better than Taylor. It might be the authentic, right? The wink and the nod mm. that you can hear from from her. Whereas Taylor is, Taylor probably really did like Jimmy Eat World. But <laughs> she's, she's she's not really cool. But only she's that's actually song. kind of a dork. Yeah, she's she's a basic Target teenager. <laughs> and Carly Rae was actually at the punk shows. Yeah. Taylor's Taylor's um, never been to a terror show before. <laughs> no, Carly Rae hangs out with Scott Vogel. <laughs> um, it's the. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like this, uh, maybe it's not sass, but like the, the vibe that she has on later in emotion when she like, it's interesting because like the lyrics when written have to have commas and breaks and she sings them with the commas and breaks mm-hmm. and it's like fucking dope. Yeah. And she does it there as yeah. well. Like she's, it, she's great at intonating in a way that I think some musicians are like, yeah, it's a really beautiful sentence if you read it in your head and now I'm going to sing it this yeah, way. And yeah. It's different and it's also beautiful, but like, it's not really the way I wrote it. Yeah. But, and then I've got uh, another line here. I wrote some things I didn't send. Chopped off your helmet and luck for me. I wrote some things I didn't send. Three words to say that meant a lot to me. What do you think she wrote? Well, she wrote three words to say yeah. that meant a lot to her. I think it's fuck right off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not I love you or anything no, like that. Fuck right off. Or hardcore never dies, maybe. <laughs> hardcore never dies, yeah. Van City hardcore. <laughs> it's HXC though. Yeah, true. It's the line right before that actually is one that I was was marking mm. too. Like she's got some cool shit in here, but like this idea that like she steals the bike. This is very emo, very promise ring, right? Where like they were teaching me that relationships and even breakups are not necessarily like the way that they seem around you, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, like humans are complicated and this person, um, dropped off, uh, their helmet and a lock for her to use. And so recognizing the stolen bike yeah. and then supporting in that regard, uh, is pretty, it's a, you think it's a, you think it's a mean move or are you into it? I'm into it. I feel like, you know, maybe, uh, she's, she's obviously still hot for this person. Yeah, she has a fever. She's got the fever. And this person is at least nice enough to be like, okay, you stole my bike. That sucks. But I'm not going to like take you to the people's court. Here's a, here's a bike log. Here's a helmet. Enjoy. But yeah, I don't know. I think the person, 
in on the other side of this, maybe breakup is a uh, is not a bad person, but maybe it's just this. Uh, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah, to me, the bike drop off. I may be reading it wrong, but it feels to me like supporting a person in a known moment of like grief for them, even if you are the source of the grief, like they took the bike and it's like, yeah, you take the bike. I get it. You need that mm-hmm. here. At least it's a helmet and a lock. So you can stay or save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's sweet. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to ride the bike in the middle of the night with no handlebars, at least wear a helmet and take a lock with you. <laughs> yeah. With no handlebars whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're just no handed. Wait, with no hands. No handed. Leave those hands at home. <laughs> yeah. But of course, unfortunately for the person who dropped the helmet off, Carly Ray put herself in a spin, in a, in a tailspin mm-hmm. after feeling as though, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm going to ride this bike more. Yeah, I'm going to ride it to your house. In she, fact, do you think she rode it over? Do you think dropping off the helmet and the lock was uh, leading Carly on? It could be construed as such. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think an irrational, irrational non-breakup mind would probably say like, yeah, if the person wants to st- extend an olive branch or like maybe a let's get back together vibe, they would, um, something more would come than just like, here's the lock and the helmet for the bike you stole. So I don't know, but I could see her thinking that. Yeah. It's too bad she wasn't there. Like when he dropped off the helmet and the bike, do you think, or the lock, do you think he thought to himself, oh, I'm so damn scared because uh, your, your car or your bike is not there. <laughs> Cause my bike, I'm so damn scared. Cause my bike's not there. Cause my bike <laughs> is not there. Where's Carly? <laughs> and then the the last one I've got is two fifteen. Yeah, I have two seventeen. Okay. That's good. Let's do two fifteen. Don't break my heart tonight. So I like that part because I was watching a live video, and uh, she says, "Don't break my heart tonight." And then she like yells, or I'll steal your bike. And then it comes back in. I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking rad. That's tight. Can you send me that video at some point? I was watching a couple of her live performances of this song too, and I really didn't like them that much. I was like, oh, damn. She she does not like, I was expecting her to be like dancing around and stuff like that. But she's just kind of like, she does, you know, a little bit of movements and stuff like that. But she's kind of like at mm-hmm. the, posted at the mic the whole time, which is surprising. Did you watch her tiny desk where she does that? Uh, I d- tiny desk. I didn't look at the playlist. Oh, yeah, different songs. Yeah, I don't. yeah, sorry. None of them are on this. That's true. Let me see if I can find the live. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, can I hear her? Shit. You have two headphone situation. All right, I got it. Two headphones. Okay, I'm going to try to jump to that part. This is better. The production here is better, but you're right. She's just like... Let's see what she gets to the dance this week. Is, One sec. This is the same show, but a different video. To her perform... Like, she is wild. That's not how I would have done it. But I do like that she's got that fucking sass Yeah, vibe. she's got a little... Little sass going on. Flying V guitar know, man over on the left hand side. It's the only guitar I have that's white. It's gotta match everything else. 
How do you how do you feel about this dress she's got on? It's pretty weird, but I like it. I've, <laughs> I mean, it's got sort of a ketchup and mustard <laughs> smushed <laughs> together vibe. She looks like that hot dog I ate. <laughs> yeah. The thing that that bums me out about her like stage presence or whatever, it, it just kind of seems like she's nervous a little bit. Yeah. It's it's the authenticity of her. Like, wait, how did I get to this point? <laughs> what the fuck happened? I bet you, uh, like the Call Me Maybe era, she was dancing around and stuff, and now she's older and stuff. This is exactly how I would act on stage too. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, five years older than her, four years older. I wonder if she like has a workplace injury, uh, work related injury. I, like, so. I wonder what her four hundred one k is like. Yeah, she just like sprained her ankle and can't dance the way she wants to. That's right. I think we're getting close to uh, the part here. Hell yeah, it's so (laughs) not rude. And look at her face. She was like, what? Did that work? No. (laughs) Oh, she hopped onto the riser. Yeah. I think I'm a better dancer than Carly Rae Jepsen. What the fuck? <laughs> but did you see that she was just picking up change there? <laughs> she was. She was. This venue also seems very small. Um, she doesn't play big venues. It's a thing. Like she's at like a two to five thousand, maybe uh. two thousand. I feel like in Seattle we're seeing her at the Showbox. I think. Oh, okay. Isn't that where the last botch show was? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's at the showbox. The showbox capacity is is one thousand one hundred people. Wow. And I don't think the show sold out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, when she yells, "Or I'll steal your bike," that part rules. It totally rules. It's just also slightly juvenile in a beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll steal your bike, man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you poo poo head. That was pretty tight. I like it. I think the problem that she's having right now is like that guy, Juan Barquin, was talking about um, teeny boppers or preteen girls and gay men in their 20s and 30s. Uh-huh. It's like the preteen girls now do not know who Carly Rae Jepsen is. Uh, so, like, she's at yeah. a point now where she's primarily playing to men in their 20s and 30s who are either gay or apparently hardcore <laughs> punk emo kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely tattooed. That's where up. she's at. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of tattoos <laughs> a lot of tight pants yeah yeah swoopy hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude good good video uh, uh i really 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 liked that live video i really 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 like you i really want to stop but i just got the taste for it i feel like That's our next song, also off of Emotion, but not the B-side. I'd heard this one before. Yeah, it's a single. It's a popular song. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous song. It sticks in your head it, yeah. in a way that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I think it was the lead single off the album, too. Mm-hmm. And I have a quote here about it, also from that 
that CBC article, The Queer Cold of Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. There's some really great writing on there about <laughs> why these men like her so much. Nice. Um, but it kind of hints at that, too. I'll, I'll start mm-hmm. us off with it. This is Daniel Lauren, and he writes that um, perhaps her relative obscurity is part of her queer appeal. Gay men love an underdog, a pop star who struggled publicly, thinking of like Britney or Keisha or Kesha, Kesha excuse me. Yeah. Um, Ke- Keisha is a person I know. Um, or one who they feel has been mismanaged by their label, like C- like Ciara or Tinashe, who I don't know. Um, and it seemed clear that Carly's management didn't seem to know how to market anything post Call Me Maybe. Um, the first single off emotion is I really like you. And this person says it's a not particularly indicative uh, of the more experimental sound on the rest of the album, mm-hmm. which I think is true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's meant as a diss uh, to the song per se, but it's just kind of a, it's an outlier song. Um, but it certainly sounds the most like call me maybe. Yes. And the video, which you watched mostly stars, Tom Hanks and Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, written here as CRJ uh, lovingly only makes an appearance near the end. Justin, where Justin Bieber also shows up and he asks, did her label not think she could carry her own music video? <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, it's probably true to yeah. be honest, but I didn't even notice um, they throw her. At the end. He's a reason. He's one of the reasons that she, that call me baby went big. He oh, really? has the same agent as her. And, um, and also Tom Hanks, apparently that's how he ends up in oh. that fucking video. Um, also I think it's the guy who Taylor Swift hates and is re-recording her albums. For. Oh no, really? And I could double check on that, but I think that's who that's it a is. Bad news guy. Yeah. He's a shithead. Um, but it, so Bieber like, like posted or tweeted or Instagrammed about call me maybe. Uh-huh. And it instantaneously took off oh. like after that, like it, it spread like wildfire and became the song of the summer. Thanks Biebs. Um, yeah. Thank you Biebs. He, you know, those Canadians got to look out he's for each al- other. He, yeah. He's also an international performer. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, I, I like that. I think for me, this song, this is a song that I have long wanted to karaoke and have not had the opportunity to. And I think it's cool. Cause it's like, Oh shit, you can talk. I'm sorry. No. For over talking your experience with it. I want, I want to hear about you trying to karaoke this song. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a terrible karaoke performer, but I do it with such enthusiasm <laughs> that it usually comes off. Okay. okay. Um, it's a, but I, what I like, <laughs> what I like with the song is that, um, it's not a love song really. It's a like song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. like, like, which I think <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's, it's got some components to it that, um, play to promiscuity or just like casual dating or casual sex, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that we see in early aughts emo. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're a little bit more, um, what do you call it? Like, um, territorial and the yes. uh, rivers Cuomo wannabes and yes. shit. Um, and I really like that. And we see it in another song. I'd have to have the note in front of me really quickly. I think it's, um, emotion where you also see some of that, um, that promiscuity, mm-hmm. um, or I don't know why I'm using promiscuity because it has such a negative connotation in our culture. I'm just trying to, yeah, I th- I see it as a positive yeah, thing yeah. and I, I, I just dig it. It's, it's a, it's a cool thing. And in particular, perhaps, I mean, Taylor Swift has been criticized for the, the idea that she dates too many men yeah, or something like, yeah. I don't know, like more power to a woman who talks about, um, late night watching television, you know, but How did we I really like you, position? but I don't really, <laughs> it's not that I love you. I just really like yeah, you, yeah. you know, like it's cool. Uh, I agree. I like that about this song as well. And I don't know, I was going to say something else comparing her and Taylor Swift, but I don't think I'm going to. It's not cool to compare people. As much as we already have been. 
Oh shit, I know. Well, <laughs> these are the two like big pop stars, yeah. pop yeah. women stars that we listen to. It's true, but you're right. But anyway, yeah, I like the song. It does kind of feel like a a response to Call Me Maybe or something like that, where maybe it's not necessarily the best song on the album, and maybe it was the label that picked it as a lead single. Uh, but it's not a bad song by any means. I like it more than Call Me Maybe. Maybe because it has that that like promiscuous side to it. And it, uh, I guess Call Me Maybe is kind of that way too. How do you feel about, well, let's let's do a timestamp dive. Okay. If you, if, if you, never mind. You can or finish I have, what you're I have, saying. I'm sorry. I got um, the chorus of this song, and I'll, I, I'll play it, I guess. But uh, the chorus is so dumb that it's perfect. Right. That was a question I, I guess I have about this, like. Let's hear it. And, and yeah, it's it's almost the same effect as Call Me Maybe because that song is so dumb that it's perfect as well. Mm-hmm. But here, let's jump to this. So this, that's at uh, 37 seconds. She gets right to those choruses. But I need to tell you something. reason went on the and i want you do you want me do you want me to part i always picture in my head or want to make the hand motion of uh the night at the roxbury guys <laughs> early yeah. really showing my age going like you you me me you you it's what <laughs> i don't i don't think i've ever watched that and i didn't watch it when it was around but i know the michael scott like riff on it in the office when he's yes. trying to forcibly do it on the new staff yes person. exactly <laughs> yeah, I like that too. That's good. That's really good. I like for somebody who writes songs. Like you're writing a lyric, and you're like, okay, here's what I want to say. I want to say, I really, 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 really <laughs> like you. How does that get? I mean, it's really good. It's done with. It plays so well. But like, just the idea of like, no, I really want to say this <laughs> six times. Uh, I mean, it it wouldn't make it off my uh, quote unquote shelf or whatever, but. I think it's fucking rad that she leans into it and <laughs> and it's the same thing as Call Me Maybe where like that's really dumb but she's yeah. owning the fuck out of it mm-hmm. and you know I've I've got some money but she's got a shit ton of money so who's doing it right I should have I should have written this song yeah, then you it would obviously have been a massive single yeah. if you yes. did Danny Ensley. <laughs> Me voice cracking Danny my Ray way Ensley. through. <laughs> I really, really like you. <laughs> As you play some sort of fucking math rock guitar <laughs> riff or some shit. After. Uh, Maybe your band could cover the chorus. Not the song. No, yeah, just, just the, the chorus. chorus. <laughs> I should. This is the chorus. I'm gonna of. sneakily. Uh, I'm gonna sneakily sneak it into the next song I write for Battle Hag. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, Danny. <laughs> you said really six times, <laughs> and and by the way, you only like the person. <laughs> like what? Um, my first timestamp is at 23 seconds. 
It's a, I love that you're doing that because it's a backtrack and mine's also that chorus or that verse or whatever the fuck Sweet. it is. This is this is a pre-chorus. Oh yeah, late night watching television, but how we get in this position is way too soon. I know this isn't love, but I need to tell you something. That drop into the chorus, that's the one that hits hard. Yeah. It's good. That's true. Like, and it's, you could see the same drop where, like, the the crew on the dance floor comes together and then they're doing, like, mm-hmm. jazz hands yeah. and saying, I really like you exactly. at the same time. Uh, <laughs> it's such a fucking banger in, in that way. I, I really like that pre-chorus. There's, like, in the background, it sounds like, I don't know what, it, what it, the instrument is actually called, but it's, like, the wooden xylophone. I don't know if it's still called a xylophone mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I'm sure it's on a synthesizer, maybe, I don't know. But Paramore used a, a like a very similar sound like two years later, and I'm like, they they ripped off Carly totally Rae Jepsen Jr. <laughs> they were at Carl's Jr. listening to this yeah. song and thought to themselves, damn. But yeah, I like that. I, I like the weird little layers in there because uh, it's very subtle, and like I don't think I noticed that until today when I was sitting listening to it on headphones because I mainly listened in the car. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought the vinyl is what you were mostly listening to. I mean, I the record up. player in my car, uh. right? The mobile, the mobile record player. Okay, <laughs> it's it's hard to like really concentrate on all the nuances of the sound while it's skipping a lot. Every fucking speed bump. <laughs> Damn, every pothole. <laughs> Shit, I wasn't oh, supposed shit. to listen to this oh, song. <laughs> oh, that scratch. <laughs> that one was deep. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the, what have I got next? 124 is next for me. What What, what about you, sir? <laughs> I had the chorus, but I also, which we already played mm-hmm. through. I wanted to talk that through. So let's go to 124. Okay. This is just a real quick one here. Sipping on your lips. <laughs> Hell what yeah. kind of music are you listening to, man? <laughs> um, it is not sexy. No, but it is. Ex- I will. My wife will attest. It's exactly the kind of hilarious shit I would probably try and say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come slurp on those lips. There, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Gross. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's um, it's a bit of a miss. It's not. It, it doesn't seem right, but I love it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's great. <laughs> Hang, and the thread that you're you're sipping on lips, so the thread is actually like a drippy, ew, ew, like ew. like drool or something that you've caught to your lip as you pull away, and then, then it eventually pops into a bubble. And my uh, health teacher in the ninth grade, uh, Cody might have had him too. Let me know, Cody, if you had this teacher as well at Elk Grove High School. But when he would talk, he would get like spittle yes. on, on his lips, and it, and you couldn't not stare at it, except for when he was rubbing his chest. He rubbed his chest all the time too. You can um, you can poke fun at your drooling teacher all you want, mm-hmm. but it's coming for you. But honey. somebody was sipping on those lips. Lips. <laughs> well, if you put it. It's not as sexy when it's your, <laughs> when, it's old, your <laughs> when it's your old man teacher. 
I can see you like listening to this in your headphones while you're ignoring a test and just sort of like daydreaming. And as that section comes up, your eyes like go over to your teacher who's drooling. And you're like, oh man, thank you, Mr. Johnson. You just ruined Carly Rae's yeah, new single yeah. for me. I really, 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 really liked it until until I saw that. <laughs> That's your live journal post that night, dear Carly. <laughs> live journal didn't exist in 1990. No, I like the idea of you being in high school in t- 2015. <laughs> Just <laughs> like never graduated. Still, <laughs> looking the same way. <laughs> Always listening to the day's top pop hits. <laughs> oh, they God. call you. They call you top 40, Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're 40. <laughs> Oh my God, sweating! What what else you got? You have any other timestamps on this one? No, that's that kills it okay, for me. I've got one more. Two forty eight. We got some good call and response. Just imagine if that was gang vocals doing the doing the response. <clears throat> yeah, I think that. The thing is, is that the B side that was <laughs> that was not released of this song because because Justin Bieber said no <laughs> is exactly the youth crew um, yeah. thing in the in the Jepson Vault up in Vancouver. Up in Vancouver, it's just the dudes from um, like Go It Alone, yeah, or yeah, yeah, screaming in the That's background. Not, good, good, good. A uh, shout out. <laughs> I was gonna say, kiss it goodbye. Aren't they from there? Or, nah, they had Seattle vibes uh, too. They might have had a member. It's all the same. Yeah, Kiss It Goodbye Seattle. They that was that's Dead Guy, and then they turned into Playing Enemy. Mm. And I think Kiss It Goodbye and Playing Enemy are both Seattle centric. Okay, okay. But the relationship between those two hardcore and metal scenes is very tight. Mm. I think makes sense. Yeah. Did you know my sister lives in Vancouver? Did I ever tell you that? Wow, she's winning. She's beating mm-hmm. you, Danny. She's, she's, she's a Canadian citizen now, even. Really, 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 really like that. <laughs> Does she have thoughts on um, international vocalist and uh, style icon Carly Rae Jepsen? Uh, I could ask her. Her country person, her fellow countrywoman. Let's see, Angela. It's like 8.15. She's like, oh, this is when I relax and try and cool down for the day. And then like her Danny blast text sound comes through. It's like, Danny, Danny, Danny. And then she looks at it and she's like, fucking Carly Rae Jepsen, what? How do you feel about your country mate, Carly Ray Jepson? Okay, we'll see what she says. I'll report back if she responds. But if she doesn't respond uh, tonight, then Angela, I'm sorry, but tonight I'm getting over you. I want to smash your fears. A weird thing to say about my sister um tonight yeah it's like i'm done with you kind of yeah, vibe like yeah. um, i was listening to this in the car with with the kids well actually with just laza and she was like what was what is this song called and uh it was emotion the next song came on spoiler alert everybody 
And I was like, this song's called Emotion. She's like, what is that last one called? I said, it's called Tonight I'm Getting Over You. And she's like, oh, what's that about? It's like, <laughs> uh, the person she's singing about doesn't like her anymore. That's so sad. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. But tonight she's she's going to go mm-hmm. fucking dance with someone yep. new. So she's going to go okay. dance with someone new. Out there at um, the Maple Maple Bar. Oh, That's a thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to wrap herself in a maple leaf flag. <laughs> <and> <laughs> this is the kind of synth pop stuff that I'm not super into. I don't I didn't anticipate you I liking this song I would, actually. I would be into this album much. Kiss is not an album for you. It, to me despite it being the old testament for mm-hmm. of pop for uh, Juan Barquin, like I really like it but it because it's like it's really upbeat and dancing. Mm-hmm. But there are some songs on here that uh, that that are also different. I know like um let me figure, I'm going to pull up the playlist. We're, we don't have to talk about them, but I just want to call out a couple tracks if you decide to look around. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend Kelly is a huge Carly Rae fan as well, and he his favorite song by her. Why can't I type? Okay, I was hoping that was the name of is the song. Is on this album. My best friend's Kelly. No, I wish that's also a great song title. His favorite song is called um, "Guitar String Wedding Ring," which is the kind of name that I think you would really like. Sounds like a. But I didn't Taylor think the Swift song, song title. <laughs> totally um that's it's definitely a song that is um not it's like club heavy but a lot of the stuff in here is like real dance friendly mm-hmm. um i love it though uh report back from my sister she says well i just know the one song it wasn't bad sometimes it's fun to listen to fluffy pop songs yeah it's just the person the carly the get call me maybe girl yeah yeah right your sister is not a gay man I presume. <laughs> she, she's not yeah, I don't have a lot on this one, actually. I think that I wanted to play this because um, if it's just the other songs, you don't see her extreme club heavy side or like the danceability mm. that she brings. Even on Emotion, there's some songs on Emotion that are like really dancey and nice. Um, so, and I just love this song because of that. Yeah. That club moment. But I also want to say that um, the ver- what, your, what your listeners just heard was the introduction, mm-hmm. I think. And she has a couple lines in there that I want to call out. Okay. The first sentence of the song is called I want to sm- says I want to smash your fears. Whoa. Which is hella dope and very hardcore <laughs> very emo core if you yeah, will. Yeah. Um do you know like it sounds like the kind of lyric that a I don't know maybe a rites of spring or Yeah. I could um, see like Boy Sets uh, Fire throwing that out there. Oh they would definitely do it. Yeah, that's that's not a joke. That's actually real. <laughs> um <laughs> And then she has a, a line that says, don't you share your smile with anyone else but me, which is straight up a weasel um, from no <laughs> from one From no one else, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the worst sides of Weezer uh, <laughs> and Rivers Cuomo. They have many. Yeah. They have many, but that song in particular is really egregious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. um, although I love it. It's, I'm a contradiction. I'm a complicated mm-hmm, human being, mm-hmm. I guess, but fucking hell i was gonna say okay so about this album this listening to this album might be like me trying to listen to speak now by taylor swift like those old country or her self-titled you're not listening to those? not really no okay i think i've maybe given them a, a listen through once have you heard that song mean mean no i don't mean uh-uh. oh damn it's a really good song from that album. i'll check it anyways out. continue it's the it's the back catalog, the stuff that might not be as attractive mm-hmm. to you because you heard, you caught the you caught the popular artist yeah. later on. And, okay, 
Um, but anyway, uh, I do have a couple timestamps or three in particular. It's all agree. This is the least. I listen to this the least. Mm-hmm. This this album the least from her for sure. Uh, my first is one eighteen. Oh wait, let me look at my thing here. I'm on a different site. Okay. I was. Oh, excuse me. I'm both of mine are before that. Danny, what'd you find at one eighteen? I'm really curious. Well, um, we'll find out after we listen to your things. Thirty-two seconds, please. Shit, we forgot to watch that music video. Yeah, but you had already seen it, and it's not that great of a music video. Okay, here's so my commentary on that music video. It's just a shocking video. music video. Tom Hanks, try harder. <laughs> why was he in it? Why? I mean, first <laughs> why, of all, why, why were he... you in it? But, you know, whatever. It's Tom Hanks. That's great. Good for you, Carly. It's... But he really phoned that in. Oh, I can imagine. Like, he probably was doing it for free, a favor for his agent or something. Anyway, uh, everyone go watch the music video. It's mildly entertaining. I, like there are two two things going on here potentially that a person could take home. Um, I do think that we're not lovers, but more than friends ties into her also just sort of like casual components of things mm-hmm. or like falling for people who are not the people that they're going to be with, um, which I really like. And I wanted to highlight it again that Carly's throwing that out there. At the same time, she's seeing about the person who she's trying to get over. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe there's a little bit um, more to it. Maybe they are. Um, n- maybe they are almost lovers. The line, uh, my last timestamp is actually was part of this timestamp as well. I just grabbed the one from the end of the song. I don't know why. But the line, put a flame to every word you ever said, that's that's a fucking, I don't know, some some emo band song line right there, and I fucking love it. It's in quotation marks probably because she took it from, <laughs> from Mineral or something Maybe, like that. Maybe, or I don't know. I mean, someone's got to get that tatted. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Mineral, though, was referencing Jesus, and that was after they were moving on from the good book hmm. when they said it. But she took it and put it in the context of actual romance. Yeah, yeah. she did it so right. That's good. Yeah, she did it right. No, you're right. That's a really, that's a really good fucking tattoo idea. With a flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, we got to make a hardcore uh, Carly Rae Jepsen shirt uh, and... Around the black and white photo in the collegiate font, it says, put a flame to every word you said. I surely, it surely exists. She definitely made it. <laughs> it's in her dress. I'm so confident that she's, I'm so confident that she wears like makeup to cover up her sleeves and like her <laughs> vegan neck tattoo. Wait a second, like let that. me zoom in on this album cover. <laughs> it's why she, it's why she won't dance so hard on stage because she doesn't want to perspire and then everything comes off and all of a sudden she's. <laughs> Is that an X tattoo on her hand? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so you said that that where I stopped it, it kind of leads into your next. Oh one. yeah, when when that when the the club comes the club. to us, I think is that. Let me get back to when my notes. Cat um, starts dancing. One minute, yes, the cat video that Danny sent about the 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 club cat. That's good. It's so good. Um, what is 
the percentage of your audience thinking at this exact moment? We just heard that They're fucking actual club dance beat at, come through. At least 50 to 60% of them are mad that I stopped it mid-chorus. Oh, hell yeah. That's good. Okay. Okay. Of the 20 people that will download this, at least 11 of them are mad right now. At least 11 of them are mad. My times, my other timestamps are just like, this synth stuff sounds cool. Let's hear one of those. I'd actually be okay, curious to hear. Let's see. I think we want to do 118 or 133. 133. Okay. Some Fat Boy Slim stuff there. Fat Boy Slim. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the Prodigy. She's a big Prodigy fan. <laughs> Uh, that was the right one to pick. I, that that was definitely the right yeah. one to pick. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. I like synthesizer stuff a lot. Uh, I tend to not be into the house like dance music kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but I also like synthesizer, so I like hearing that kind of stuff. So, word. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, totally. For me, I think like this album I listened to after Emotion had come out. For the first time, I listened to this after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not a Kiss fan when uh, in the seventies, yeah, or when this like album came either. out. Yeah, I know. I'd rather listen to this was, album than listen to Kiss. I'd rather listen to this album than listen to Kiss too. But it, I remember when I first started listening to this, like especially when you get to this song, you're like, "What the fuck is this club <laughs> shit?" But I've grown to love it so much. I've danced to it. I just love the shit. So it's a cool song. But it is definitely like a. It shows a side that the other songs are not giving us necessarily. Yeah, you could say um, maybe comparatively. To the other songs, this one has just kind of a different emotion. Be tormented by me, babe. Wonder, wonder how I do. How's the weather? Am I better, better now that there's no you? Drink tequila for me, babe. Let it hit you cold and hot. Let your feelings be revealing that you can't forget me. Yeah, definitely. It's not an emo song. Next song is called Emotion, off of Emotion from 2015. The intro to this, it's not at all the same. It's not the same, mm-hmm. but it reminded me of the opening song off of Taylor Swift's Lover, I Forgot That You Existed. Mm-hmm. A similar vibe. Everyone Talk-y go listen kind of thing. and tell me if you think I'm wrong. But I it, think I want to play... I want to play this too because I I, I I agree with you. There's a, yeah, let's play it. Yeah, that transition by the way is dope as shit. Hell like yeah. When they when they come around to not a flower on the wall and she's sort of skipping with her voice, it's but sick. she's talking. These two these two parts of that that verse like are what I was saying. Where like if the lyrics that are written out online, like I pulled them over here, like they have commas like "be tormented by me, babe," and she pauses. Wonder wonder how I do. It's so fucking mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, how would you say it? Like just it's done perfectly. Yeah. It's 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 cool. It's cool writing. And very well executed. Let's hear just a few seconds of this Taylor song. How many days did I spend thinking about how you did me wrong, wrong, wrong? Lived in the shade you were throwing till all of my sunshine was gone, gone, gone. And I couldn't get. Amanda's mad that we're listening to Taylor Swift and not Carly. 
Because Carly's better is what she's Carly's trying to say. Now. Anyway, they're not the same. It just made me think of it. Uh, similar vibe, I guess, maybe. You think there's a reference? It's not a reference point for... Uh, uh, I thought... I, I forgot that you existed. I don't think Taylor will be taken to court. No, no, no. But she likes emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Sure. She's not stupid. Yeah, she's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 hear this uh, obvious saves the day reference real quick here. This is at uh, 20 seconds. Now we're on the wall. I am going 10 feet, 10 feet tall. Um, you want to pull up the uh, the song itself, the Always Ten Feet Tall? Oh, sure. I fucking, oh, I love this song so much. Minute 152. Okay. It's, it is, and I, I, I need to Google this. It's most certainly a reference. Are you searching Carly Rae Jepsen saves the day? Basically, yeah. Okay, let's hear uh, Always Ten Feet Tall by saves the day. Yeah, it's a really good song. And it has to be. Has to be oh, a nod. I'm, it has to be a nod. I'm over here on Reddit and unfortunately it's not helping. No. Just reading about that time that Carly Rae Jepsen ran into a fire to, to save a baby. 100%. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave this this rabbit. Uh, cool. Basically confirmed. Carly Rae Jepsen. Basically confirmed. Yeah. Loves, saves the day. I have typed it into the genius lyric uh, <laughs> thing for everyone to factually uh, restate yeah. in, in their own podcast that use genius as their dictionary and encyclopedia. But anyway, I, I also really like that line. Uh, I, I love the way she sings it because she says she's 10 feet, 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Until so, you forget me not, get me not. Oh, I like that shit. Yeah, I got, a, I got another one in here too that... Uh, 125. Let's go there. Okay. Actually, we're going to go 34 first. It's just the most like late 80s, early 90s R&B pop yeah, kind of sound, and I adore it. Uh, it's definitely a thing that stands out for this album, and then the B side, like the eighties in particular, the eighties, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Whitney Houston even yes, style influences yes, that she's pulling from. Yeah, it's like really cool and sexy as fuck too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty dope. Um, it also part of that I don't remember which part, but I don't know. Uh, part of what I just played. Uh, reminds me again of the album After Laughter by Paramore. I think. Should I listen to Paramore? The album After Laughter is really fucking good. Hmm. Uh, their older stuff is is also really good, but it's a brand of pop punk that I only sort of kind of like. But After Laughter, they kind of changed their sound a bit. They started taking themselves seriously. They yeah. were post laughing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And it's got one of the songs has the guy singer from Me Without You on it. So. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. You got that. 
after laughter. I'm going to write that in my notes. Okay. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll give them to you on the podcast. That'd be fun. Just that album? No. I'll, I'll, there's plenty of other songs that I like from other albums. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Not right now. We're going to keep talking about Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, I thought we were going to just no. get, take the exit off the uh, freeway. <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh, eating, let's see, Paramore. We're not eating at Popeye's tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not doing that. No way. <laughs> just a bunch of biscuits. <laughs> Okay, 125, the wordplay, the double entendre, whatever you want to call it. And you can't forget me, flower on the wall. I love it. Let it hit you cold and hot. All my kisses say you'll miss it, and you can't forget me. Yeah, not a flower on the wall. It's dope. Yep. It's sexy. Yep. It's good. It's good wordplay. You can't forget me. Not. Not a flower on the wall. I love it. It's good stuff. Great job. That's my last timestamp on this one. Oh, I have one at 2.17. I want to get the real steamy shit going because I also like the the lyrics. Uh, for, uh, this is a lyric one. Steamy. It's also an in-between. Oh, sorry. Oh, here we go. No, no, it's also got that like really, uh, uh, it's atmospheric. The sound is, anyways, play it. Oh, <laughs> should I keep going? You pulled the line. There's one line. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's an intense. Is that what do you call that? Is it a bridge? Uh, that, that would be a bridge. Yes. Oh hell yeah! It's one of the. Uh, it's an incredibly awesome bridge. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd say but, it is. It's got a lot yeah. of good atmosphere. Go on. It's uh, very sensual. I want to. I want that to have been a trend in the uh, mid '80s emo core scene, where mm-hmm. the emo core tag came to bands like Rites of Spring, yeah. not because they were slightly more emotional, but because they were just absurdly sexual <laughs> and <laughs> sensual in their lyrics. Just, it'd be tight. Yes. Why didn't that trajectory happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I listened to an interview with that gee guy. Uh-huh. He said, "Like, yeah, this song is about fucking." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, but you you obscured it, yeah. man. <laughs> like, a little too on. much obscurity." Yeah. All right. <laughs> we we were just talking about uh, flowers on the wall, and I was going to transition flawlessly into the next song. Hey, Nate, what's Are you your, a wallflower? What, what's your? Fl- yeah, I am kind of a wallflower for sure. Um, what's your favorite kind of flowers? You know, like it depends on the mood, but primarily speaking, like I like the. Uh, the black roses that are hanging from Morrissey's back pocket as he dances wildly in a broken down warehouse. You heard it here first. Uh, Nate is a Morrissey apologist. Oh yeah. I I definitely like, (laughs) I definitely like, unlike Ryan Adams, I listen to Morrissey all the time. (laughs) I have no, I have no qualms with that. He's an, he's an old fucking bigot like but you know like you listen to smith's shit like that i'm fucking fine with it yeah yeah in in that context yeah no i uh smith's yes i will still listen to um solo stuff mm, i feel a little weird about current solo lyrics in in that if he does current solo stuff i don't know no thanks he does and it's not great yeah um 
But it's like the it's like if I were to be like, yo, I still listen to the Sex Pistols, you'd be like, yeah, well, Johnny Rotten's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know he's an asshole, but I still listen to Sex Pistols. <laughs> I think it's similar to that. It's yeah. like Morrissey wasn't that we know of acting like a fucker while he was performing with Smiths or his early or his early shit either. But I hope not. Anyway, I'm sure he's always been a bit of a bigot. But continuing, fuck um, Morrissey. Let's talk about some roses. Knock on the door. Feeling it open, it wasn't you Why was I hoping, said it before And I'll say it again, that I'll always be here When you need a friend I sat with you Oh yeah, I'm supposed to talk because you gave me this playlist (laughs) Oh really? Is that how it goes? Uh, Maybe, I don't know Why'd you give me this song? I like this song I, this song, so I don't even have time stamps for this song. I feel like, um, I like the song lyrically. I like the darkness of it. It's, it is also along with some of the other stuff here, I think ties into that fucking emo E vibe. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's also sounds different than any other song. It just feels, I don't mm-hmm. know. It feels like a fucking song that you would really dig on. Yeah. And, and it, it's a great, it closes out that B-Sides EP. Oh, it's closer. And okay. it's a closer. It follows some pop poppier songs that have some dance beats and it just it's a surprising end yeah. it just feels it's just great it's a great it's a great carly ray jepson song and one of these dudes who was writing about it um on that cbc thing too was like talking about this being for whatever reason i don't get it actually i think he he's, he hinted at having gone through a breakup but mm. it's like the song he's listened to most on spotify in his entire like spotify Whoa. career or something like that mm-hmm. but it's a dope song i think for sure i i really like the chorus for sure because the beat is different like you said like so much of this stuff is has very been very like dance beat kind of stuff but the beat on the chorus of this song is very very subtle especially for a chorus of any kind little like triplet in there too my little hardcore brain is just like wants that to be a beat down or something (laughs) that's probably if we watch her do this live she is probably doing (laughs) doing exactly what you imagine yes yes it also took up my other timestamp on this song too uh, until the end i have one more at the very end she has that um this is like another like breakup song that is sort of it seems like a sickness almost right like the fever mm-hmm. like she's got that line that's like a simple change of heart and you attack which is pretty dope yeah yeah um and plays i don't know she's she she writes this shit really well yeah if she, i mean i think she's writing it actually i don't think that like some pop stars don't write their mm-hmm. their lyrics or the music i think she's pretty intimately involved in this shit but yeah it seems like it the in that part that i was just playing there's like this synth like rush or like build in the background that's like uh, and mm-hmm. I ended on it, so I'm going to go back like just a second here and we'll hear it again. Just that. Oh, I love that little like rush or whatever that's called mm-hmm. there. It's really cool because it's so subtle and it's something that you could easily like not notice. But it's really cool. A really cool little ad. And then I figured you gave me this song because it uses one of my favorite songwriting techniques. At the end of a song, include some dual vocals. Yeah, hell yeah. And you got me hooked. Oh, 
lyrics go, they're also very, very, very emo. Burnt out cigarettes, last year's silhouettes, dancing in the dark, love made in the park, big black blossom, oh, big black blossom tree, baby cover me, hold the afterglow, don't let me go. (laughs) Hold the afterglow. Yeah, that's like funeral for a friend lyrics right there, yeah. uh, which was a band that Dante gave me, and I ended up liking quite a bit. Anyway, this song's really good. This playlist was really good. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I wasn't sure how you were gonna take it. Yeah, but hell yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wasn't because uh, I was listening kind of quiet in the car. Uh, I wasn't really feeling it at first, but then once I started really paying attention. I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. I get uh, why this is good. I'm very curious to hear some more songs off of Emotion. I'll probably stick to the Emotion era. But I want to hear the one you didn't give me. You didn't give me any dedication songs. I want to hear that. What's that one all about? Give me a brief summary. Dedication... It doesn't have the same oh shit. I don't actually know how to, to describe it. It's got good songs. Mm-hmm. She's, I think it would be more similar to the song emotion, which itself mm. is a little bit of an outlier, but like a lot, a lot more talking in the way that she sings okay. and stuff like that. Okay. And poppy 100% faster. It feels like if my memory is, mm. if the way that I'm thinking about it serves me right, mm-hmm. but not like kiss dance vibes yeah, that, we, yeah. that we heard previously. I do think, I think Dedicated is a second uh, or a third album that you could listen to mm-hmm. if emotion hits for you, the emo- the full-length mm-hmm. emotion. Mm-hmm. I do think if you were just to listen to the B-side of emotion for a, a little while, I think you'll you'll love it. There's one song on there that I don't like. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. it happens. Uh-oh. But I do think, like, other than that, like, they're just so fucking good. It's such, and it's so tight. It's concise. There's not a lot of, you know, it's like, I think it's eight songs, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It's a really good... Like when you gave me Bridge and Tunnel, like I went directly to that EP and I listened to it all the damn time. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I, w- I will give Carly Rae Jepsen. When I was first thinking about this, I was thinking I was going to be a little low, but. A perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> Not a perfect score. What did. Ooh, ooh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to look up and see what Dante gave. Taylor Swift, and I'm going to one-up him. It's like 2.3. <laughs> no, he <laughs> liked Taylor Swift. All right, Taylor Swift. 1.4. Dante gave Taylor Swift 3.989. Carly Rae Jepsen, you have earned yourself four seconds of my summer. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Give us some words of wisdom to end this episode, Nate. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Take a stroll, everybody. Put these headphones on mm-hmm. when you tune into Danny and question mark, question mark, question mark, mm-hmm. um, and take a walk. Listen to listen to the podcasts during your walk. Enjoy the paradise in which we live, since this is only local listeners, right? Mm-hmm. No international listeners allowed. Yeah, no, and no. Did, Nobody in Canada is xenophobic podcast, especially. <laughs> this is the no Canadians allowed podcast. <laughs> Are you going to eat at Carl's Jr. again tomorrow night? No, it's actually sitting a little heavy with yeah. me. Is it, do you feel that way? Or is that I mean, I only ate half, so it, I'm okay. okay. And I didn't eat very many of the fries. 
The problem I had, and I think I need to do what you did or go. The problem is I don't drive a car very rarely. Do I drive a car? So like the drive through wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. It didn't smell good in there. Like mm, it's it's sure. just like fast food yeah. restaurants like smell like gross ass yeah. meat. And yeah. I just didn't, I didn't feel that comfortable in there. So unfortunately. Well, that's all right. You're not missing in much. Oh, I would say it was pretty good though, considering yeah. it's fast food burger. All right. All right. Although did I, 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 I ran that through. I like went to the guy and I read from the menu. I was looking at it. And I was like beyond famous star. And the dude's like beyond. What do you mean? beyond? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, the one with the, the vegetarian patty or like the, the beyond patty. And he's like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> star with, a, with a beyond patty. And in my mind, I was like, yo, I am the first person who ordered this <laughs> ever, right? Like, that's so fucking funny. I was really scared that I was going to get a hamburger yeah, with yeah. him or beef or whatever the fuck goes in a hamburger. <laughs> but, oh well. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everyone, go to your local Carl's Jr. or Hardee's uh, and order a Beyond and see if they you're uh, see if you confuse people. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Danny. Bye. Oops. What is that? It's just from Trader Joe's. They have watermelon cucumber juice. Oh, yeah. It's like a summertime thing that they have. Uh, And last time we went to Trader Joe's on Monday and picked up their uh, spice cider, like uh, apple juice kind of thing. And it's sitting on top of the refrigerator. And Lassa saw it. And she's like, I want that. I was like, well, we have to finish the other one first. I see you, Lasa. That sucks. Refrigerator is <laughs> not big is, enough. Orange juice is so good. Orange juice. I do like um, orange juice, apple juice. I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, I only drink Fanta because <laughs> I I like all things European. Yes. That's your fruit intake for the day is your Fanta. <laughs> Hell yeah.